0: Sing
1: now, now, now. Oh, I understand why everybody hates my singing now.
0: Nobody <laughs> hates your singing. Every- you hate Dude, your I singing. Dude, I am such
1: a bad singer. I have never once in my life, like even when I was in fifth grade chorus, everybody knew that I was a
0: terrible singer. You're a great singer. <laughs> I'm the worst. Sing the My Little Pony theme. No. What is it? No. How does it sound though? No. Friendship is magic, magic is friendship. I don't Friends- think
1: they ever even say friendship is magic. They don't? In the title theme song, no.
0: What is? What do they say?
1: They say, my little pony, I used to wonder what friendship could, I used to wonder what friendship could be, my little pony, but to you, I'll take this magic with me, big adventure, tons of fun, a beautiful heart faithful and strong sharing kindness it's an easy feat and magic makes it all complete my little pony and then the background just says friends
0: this stuff isn't easy oh friendship oh it's easy it's not it's a hassle to go over to somebody's yes. house hang out what if they ordered pizza and you're like well i'm out of weight watchers points today
1: Did that happened to you <laughs> Yes. Personal problem.
0: What happens when one of when your friends becomes an alcohol act? That's not easy. What happens when one of your friends is like, my wife died? That's all. Friendship's hard. Friendship's work. I hate friends. Yeah, me too.
2: I <laughs> like you. All right, let's you. do the show. All oh, right,
0: right, right. Sorry, 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 all right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast of the goddamn internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kogados. With me, as always, is Sriracha. Hello. Okay. Now, Sriracha, you've been trying to tell me about something all week. And you keep saying this.
1: News headlines from around the web. I have discovered, Asterios, I have single-handedly discovered one of the shit, the craziest, bat-shittiest websites in the face of the universe, and it's called GarfieldEats.com. Am I late to this,
0: or is this... You're talking to a boomer.
1: Okay, tell me what you think GarfieldEats.com is.
0: Okay, I assume GarfieldEats.com is a list of things Garfield would or would not eat. Lasagna, yes. Nermal, no. Nermal goes to Abu Dhabi, not in his big fat tummy. That's how you remember it. It kind of rhymes.
1: Uh, there's going to be a lot. Of, first of all, I apologize immediately for the audio listeners. There's going to be a lot of fun visuals to listen to this episode. Wait, what? Oh, God. <laughs> but... Which just $15 a month. You can 15? go to, to patreondollars.com.
0: Oh, to ours. I thought you were telling me Garfield Eats costs $15 oh, a buddy, month. buddy, it
1: costs way more than $15. What? So Garfield Eats is a real website on the internet where you can buy. It's Uber Eats it is so difficult to explain. All right. So I stumbled upon this after watching a YouTube video of someone making fun of this website and I'm thinking, "Oh, you fucking idiot. This is viral marketing for <laughs> their new a new shitty Garfield CGI movie, right?" It is not. It is very real. It is a website and an app that you can order. It is for people in Dubai. And I'm just going to I'm just going to read you I'm just going to read you some text from the website because I could sit here and make fun of it. But first of all, the website, if you don't load it on mobile, because it will scroll for you. It's like this website doesn't even want me to read it. It knows what's coming. Garfield Eats is the world's first enter-gauging mobile app, restaurant delivery app, and features everyone's favorite, hungress, favorite hungry, mischievous cat, Garfield. Garfield eats lunches in Dubai and is ready to deliver your door some of Garfield's favorite foods like pizza, lasagna, coffee, and cookies. Uh
0: Garfield does like all those things. Does he? Yeah, he also likes spaghetti.
1: (laughs) The wooden fire flavor makes pizza taste good, and the farm... Two plate, and two is with the two, like the number two, so we're not fucking around here. (laughs) Two plate ingredients with low-processed salt and sugar make it good for you, promoting healthy eating habits everyone wins.
0: I don't care how organic the ricotta cheese is in lasagna, you're going to have a heart attack and die. Doctors aren't like, eat less lasagna because it's processed like, eat less lasagna, you fat fuck.
1: So Garfield Eats is a website that if you live in Dubai, I guess you could order Garfield-shaped pizzas and- They're
0: Garfield-shaped? Like you never said
1: that? It's the shape of Garfield's head.
0: That's cool.
2: Here's
1: an example. Well, how do you get- can I get a Garfield-shaped lasagna? You can get a lasagna that is a standard square, from what I see. You can also mm. order cakes, something called skinny fries, and if you're only thirsty, you can get a garfuccino, which is cappuccino, but to me, it sounds like it should be a racial slur. It
0: <laughs> does sound... Can, can I hear it in use?
1: Mary, I told you we got to move out of this fucking neighborhood. I went outside and who's out a block in my car? And next up, another fucking This It's the third motherfucking Goffuccino family. that's moved in this goddamn neighborhood. I fucking told you that homeless association was shit. We got to sell this place now. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't it sound like it shouldn't be a
0: racial slur? Yes, it does. Uh- <laughs> oh, mm, I'm getting a little upset by this because, OK, A, I love Garfield. I even met the guy who wrote all of Garfield and Friends, which is one of my favorite cartoons. Come on in, come to the place where fun never ends. Come on in, it's time to party with Garfield and Friends.
1: Well, let me tell you, you might like the app. So I downloaded the app, and the app... Makes There are so many features on this app, and none of them make sense with one another. First of all, I do not recommend downloading it yourself, because it keeps crashing my phone. Okay! <laughs> so, this is the app you have when you... Co- oh, by the way, the website. I also don't recommend going on the standard website, because it keeps playing the introduction to that song, Earth Angel, and you there is no way to shut it off.
0: I'm... Earth Angel?! <laughs> Yeah, like... Earth you know, Angel, that Earth one. Angel, won't you be my... That has nothing to do with Garfield. Now,
1: Stereos, when... I know what you're thinking. You're on Weight Watches, right? I oh, am. Yeah. So when you're ordering from Garfield's Eats, you need to know your nutrition. I do. Before. Here is what the... When you click on an item, it's supposed to be like Uber Eats, like you... Choose your Garfield pizza, your your goddamn motherfucking Garfagnino. You know, that's taking over your neighborhood. You add to your cart. Come. I swear to God, I did not Photoshop this. This is what the nutrition is.
0: Okay, I can't. Can you just can you read it? Sorry, I can't, I can't no, see.
1: I cannot read it, Asterios, oh! <laughs> because there are no numbers at all. This is instead of giving you a calorie count, it eats a bar. Graph, much like if you're playing an MMORPG, how a, a, a piece of armor will show you it'll increase your stamina, I don't know, half <laughs> this much? What the- am I supposed to know what the fuck this means? There are no numbers, there's just a line. Like, there's a total bar, and then there's a line about a third of the way- th- it, th- this means less than nothing to me. Ah, okay. uh, yes- are five major nutrition categories ready calorie carbs protein vitamin c and vitamin b6
0: okay i'm going to garfield eats right now garfield de- garfield loves weekends it's got a notification say yes to free lasagnas pizzas and garficino you will be notified by a push <laughs> now here are my options no way or yes way. I'm saying no way to letting a Garfield website from Dubai have control over my browser.
1: Absolutely the fuck not, Garfield. You can
0: <laughs> Get special G codes and gifts by email. Your name, Maddox. <laughs> Your email address, maddoxrules at gmail.com. Okay, here you go, Maddox. Enjoy the G codes. It is playing Earth Angel. You it's can't playing Earth Angel in my it. ear
1: right now. You can't stop. And good fucking luck stopping it. You can't. Oh. Oh. It just plays that over and over and over again.
0: It's a MIDI. It's playing a MIDI of Earth Angel, <laughs> and now it stopped.
1: How'd you get it to stop? Did you? I scrolled, it? and
0: it stopped.
1: The classic cartoon Garfield was born in 1978 by cartoonist Jim Davis. Garfield turns 40 years old in 2018. Garfield eats inspired by the 1980s most famous hungry orange cat that lives with us for more than 40 years. Becoming a global pop culture with over 200 billion comics books sold in 80 countries and 40 languages. Now, another interesting part about this website is it has B2B marketing coffee on it. Love that. Now, have you ever, you ever go to Domino's website to order your pizza and be like, I wish I knew about the marketing strategy behind
0: their SEO? <laughs> yes.
1: Entergaging is a term there there are multiple blurbs about Entergaging. Entergagement is an engaging mobile app powered by entertainment features. It is a UI user interface which allows users to engage while being simultaneously spelled incorrectly entertained. Garfield Eats app enables you to watch play, order, read, collect, redeem, track, manage, chat, share, and much more all in one app. We call Enter Gaging by a gentleman named Nathan Masry. Nathan Masry is the CEO, and of course that is Chief Enter Gage Officer, of Garfield Eats, who has his personal LinkedIn and his personal Instagram on the homepage for Garfield Eats. Now, Nathan Masry is the real character here oh i forgot to mention garfield eats app also has a instagram like feature i'm not really sure what you're supposed to do with this besides upload pictures i guess but mine is teeming with high schoolers (laughs) (laughs) and nazis also
0: (laughs) there's nazis in garfield eats. (laughs) i
1: think nathan masury seems to have forgotten that moderation is a pretty crucial part of any social media app at least like even on 4chan you can't post obviously racist shit outside of b or pole and you can't post ponies anywhere besides the pony board. Mm-hmm. So Garfield Eats now has less moderation than 4chan. I would like to read you a few posts <laughs> that I got scrolling through. Uh, first of all, we have a photo of a man's half-eaten McChicken. It says hashtag Garfield Eats, guys, help Garfield f- is eating my ass. <laughs> Garfield Eats, oh god, oh fuck, he's eating me out. Someone please help me. <laughs> hashtag Garfield East, put Garf Gab in the Garfield Eats app, you fucking cow. <laughs>
0: Uh, no please continue i'm so sorry
1: one more this from pp jones hashtag garfield send help garfield took my fucking skin it hurts so much please someone help me set me free from this hell
0: okay sriracha yes there's a button on this website called call us and it's a picture of garfield making the telephone hand signal yes would you mind putting on your headphones right now Mm. okay we're gonna call i'm
1: calling dubai
0: i don't know no wait hold on
1: I could sit here and just make fun of the bad English copy on this website all day
0: I'm sure you could you racist it's from
1: people in Dubai why is this not in Arabic
0: and we are calling now
2: don't leave me hello oh hello Thank you for calling Garfield Eats, the world's first Garfield-shaped pizza, lasagna, and Garfettino coffee. Bleep that. Garfield Eats is an intergaging, quick mobile restaurant. One of our friends will be happy to take your call from our friend's happiness center. Garfield. Hey there. Oh, it's you.
0: But you are the pizza pizza guy. guy. That was the voice of Lorenzo Music Who's dead now (laughs) What? The original voice actor for Garfield Lorenzo Music Yeah They must have just licensed that
1: I get No we're going to talk about licensing in a second Because I need you to help me figure out a mystery I'm looking up what time it is in Dubai It's uh, 12 in the morning So I I don't think we're going to get our response from Garfield
0: I want my pizza now (laughs) I
1: want it too Um,
0: Okay we better hang up Uh,
1: calling back at a reasonable hour, because I really want to see if anybody answers.
0: No. We will call the back.
1: Why did it say don't leave me?
0: (laughs) That might be something that Garfield says.
1: Oh, I just actually remembered. The slogan, I swear to God I'm not just making this up, for this app is love me, feed me, don't leave me. What does that mean? That's terrifying.
0: I, I don't like it myself. Okay, wait, there's a Zendesk chat. Hello! Are you there? Okay, I'm in position number two. Oh, it's you. Thanks for chatting us us up. One of your friends will be happy to reply to you in a few seconds. If we are late as usual, please leave your name in all caps and a number, incorrectly capitalized, please leave your mobile number for our Friends Happiness Center agent to call you back in a few minutes. You can follow us on social media page called Garfield Eats app for more updates. Get free pause to unlock goop, goopons! G- O-U-P-O-N-S, Garfield coupons, coupons, not groupons.
1: Coupons. Coupons. Garfons would have made more sense, right?
0: All right. I'm going to see if I can get this person on chat. Um, how okay. do we get this person on the show? We're going to do this. We're going to talk to these people live on the show. I'm going to figure out how.
1: I need, I I think I do know how. Okay. But I need you to help me figure out a mystery first. See, when I first saw this, I'm thinking to myself, Nathan Masry. This goes back to Nathan Masry, the gentleman whose face for no reason is plastered all over the Garfield Eats website. Mm -hmm. If you do a little digging. And he also has his Instagram where he posts shirtless selfies tagged on the Garfield Eats website. So first to serious when I saw this website, I started thinking to myself, Man, this is the last stage of capitalism. There is no more wealth to be created. It's just what can we take from these stupid boomer fucks? So I'm like, Nathan Masry, you are a goddamn genius. You scammed. Jim Daisys into thinking that you could A create a coherent social media platform app. I don't even know. It's also got episode of Garfield and Friends on there that you can buy like anybody's going
0: to do wait that. Wait a minute. With money or with G coins? With
1: money. Cold hard cash. I'll you-
0: give them a Gar a coupon for an episode. G- look, Garfield and Friends is actually a very, very good show. I really, really like that show. But wait. They have G coins. Why can't I pay for this thing with the fake money? I, I, I got 20 paws for signing up. What? I, I can't use these paws for anything good?
1: You can use them to buy. There's also a game in here that's like Fruit Ninja, except shittier. <laughs>
0: Okay, because, well, look, I understand why I want to slice apart fruit. It's easier to eat. I better not be slicing apart, like, pizza and lasagna, although that does make them easier to eat.
1: So originally, when I opened this app, I was like, Nathan Mazur, you're a goddamn genius. I, I respect you, not because your app is good, because, don't don't get me wrong, it is bad. It is bad. It doesn't even have nutritional information. It just has, like, like, I'm a fucking paladin adding <laughs> vitamin C and B6 to myself, but because you manage to scam however much money out of Jim Davis as it costs to make this app. But then I started doing a little more digging on Nathan Masary, and something's not lining up here. Nathan Masary has 133,000 Instagram followers. Most of them are bot, and uh, how I I know, like Nathan Masary, if you're listening to this, and I hope you are at some point, because I'm hoping we can get you on the show to pick your brain about this. Uh, Don't don't try arguing with me on this. I, I know what fake followers look like, all right? If most of your followers don't have profile pictures, they're, they're fake. And also yank yank it in five thousand likes on a picture and then three comments. True. <laughs> not how this works, Nathan Masry. Don't 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 try to lie to me. So Nathan Masry is buying followers. He's buying likes, not for the Garfield Eats page, which is separate, which is not linked on the website, but for his personal Instagram. And he recently uploaded a picture. This this is Jim Davis, the creator of Garfield, talking about Garfield eats. He says, "The at Garfield creator Jim Davis says in 40 years, no rebel has come to me with." Such a crazy idea that is digital and delicious Garfield Eats app, bringing all what Garfield loves from TV series and comic. Is that crazy? In 1970, nobody came to Jim Davis and says, we need to make Uber Eats, but for Garfield.
0: Yeah, you would have thought someone would have thought of that 40 years ago.
1: He has a picture. He photos. He loves to Photoshop himself into interviews with the mayor of Toronto, John Tory. And he has one up right now, which is him doing some stupid fucking face and ta- talking to John Tory that says, I am opening Garfield's world's first restaurant in Toronto. And I demand you light up the tower, I guess the Toronto Tower in orange you did for Drake in gold. And the caption is <laughs> if you if that makes no sense, I got bad news for you because the caption isn't much better. Major John Tory, what about me? A young Canadian citizen and entrepreneur who worked day and night to create employment for talented Canadians. There is no punctuation in this. (gasps) Who worked day and night to create employment for talented Canadians and brought back a pop culture icon since... 1978 and turned it into a quick mobile restaurant rolling out worldwide and created the world's first garfield shaped pizza what about me what about us we are open in april and i want the cn tower in orange to represent not garfield but every hard working canadian citizen is heard not only stars have voices love you at drake he tagged drake in this but you feel me at Garfield Eats is the world's first quick mobile restaurant for Garfield Eats in Toronto, downtown, coming very soon. No cashiers, no QSR. It's QMR.
0: I told you Toronto was opening up a Garfield restaurant, and you didn't believe me! No, I believe you. I believe now, you. Now you believe me because you're reading on Nathan Masry's Instagram page? But when the guy you've known for years tells you that Toronto's opening up a Garf restaurant, and you tell me, no, they're not, they're opening one in Dubai... There could be two Garfield restaurants! It's
1: like you didn't even understand what Nathan Masry was saying. <laughs> it was fantastic English. It's not a restaurant. It's a quick-serve mobile app. No cashiers, no QMR. It's QSR. No cashiers, no... I, I don't know. He also likes to Photoshop himself into fake magazines called Enter Gage Magazine. Uh, Nathan Masry is the cover model for every en- issue of Enter Gage. Isn't that crazy? How many
0: issues have they put out so far? Wow! Four, huh? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and there's one that I would actually like to hear that he, that he puts himself the issue number and then a question that he says he's going to answer. And he a- answers in the absolute loosest sense of the word, the question in videos, except for this one. Enter Gage issue three. People ask Nathan Masry, how did you meet the producer Jim Davis? And then he has a bunch of videos of him rambling about nothing, about him holding up self-help books and saying These self-help books, they tell you you need to be happy with what you have. But where's my million dollars? He has two videos of him just rambling about nothing. He never answers the question, which is interesting because that's the only one I want to know. He has listed in his bio... Founder at Garfield Leads Apt, World Youngest Garfield licensee. So what I want to know is stereos, and what I want to help you, I want you to you I feel like I'm having a seizure They're reading all this terrible English. What I need you to help me with is to figure out who funded this shit.
0: Okay. There is a part of this that you're missing. Tell me. You think that Jim da- Jim Davis did not give this guy money to open up a Garfield thing.
1: That's what I want to know.
0: Right. Anyone can license Garfield. And it shows right now in the news, someone, I haven't read the article, but there's a headline going around where it's like, why have Garfield telephones been washing up on this Scottish Island for 20 years? We finally (laughs) found out, you know, Garfield toys, Garfield uh, books. You can get a notebook with Garfield. You can just license Garfield. Anybody can. What I'm. Yes.
1: So you believe that Nathan Masri paid his own cash dollars, or I guess Dim Mars, because he's clearly from Dubai, Mm -hmm. to license Garfield, and he created this completely independently of
0: Jim Davis. I can almost guarantee that. The United Arab Emirates is one of the richest countries in the world. I'm guessing this guy has family money, guessing that he's already rich, and so he he called up uh, the Jim Davis Productions and was like, I want to license you guys for a food delivery service in Dubai. And they were like, sure, okay, we'll take your money. No one's ever going to hear about some shitty service in Dubai that's using Garfield. Go nuts. Just, just when the check clears, we'll send you some pictures of Garfield to use.
1: And that's what I thought. You know yeah. what? That's what I thought. Nathan Mazur, I do not respect you anymore. I do not. Here I was thinking that you scammed the like the grift of the century, but no, no, that's what I think too. After I scrolled through his feed, yeah, a little much because there are so many decisions on this website that do not make sense, so many of them. And I can only attribute this to Nathan Masry, who seems like one of these fucking idea guys who sits down and is like, Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's the, the, an app, Garfield, it's Uber Eats, and also Fruit Ninja, and also. Uh, augmented reality, because Pokemon Go. Wait,
0: there's an augmented reality aspect?
1: I swear to God I'm not making this up. The Fruit Ninja game is AR.
0: So, so I take it out, I start shooting my living room, suddenly I'm surrounded by pizzas and garfuccinos?
1: No, even shittier than that. You're surrounded by a single cartoon Garfield on the bottom of the screen, who tosses food items that you must swipe. And it does not work, and it keeps crashing my phone.
0: (laughs) Okay, real quick. What food items is Garfield throwing out, throwing into the uh, air?
1: Pizza,
0: lasagna. Pizza, lasagna. Okay, just making sure.
1: Cheeseburgers. When I
0: swipe them, do I swipe them into Garfield's mouth? No. Do, when I swipe them, do they vanish?
1: You cut them in half and they vanish.
0: Garfield would never waste food like that. That's completely out of character for Garfield. Not
1: even a Garficino.
0: No. Here's how you make this game better. The food is falling from the sky and you gotta like slice it into Garfield's mouth.
1: Here's how you make this game better. You don't include it. No,
0: no, <laughs> no, no. It no, doesn't no, make no. any goddamn sense. No, no, no. Some I like that some app developer made money off of a crazy guy who licensed Garfield. And then was just like, what else can we do? App, what else can we do? A restaurant in Toronto?
1: I want to change this. Whoever designed this app, I respect the fuck out of you. Because yes. I don't think Nathan, I think Nathan Masry is one of these jackass idea guys. Yes, of who course is like he is. Oh yeah, I took a, for a one marketing class in high school and that makes me, anybody can do this, right? Fuck that guy. Nathan Masry, you're, you're a goddamn, you're a crazy, come on the show, come on the show, call in. We have a, I guarantee you, we have a much bigger reach than your Instagram I guarantee you. And guess what? I was scrolling through his LinkedIn. He went to fucking UCP.
0: Oh, of course he's I an upright he citizen brigade it? kid. <laughs> of course he did. Although that could also be U- University of California, no, Santa Barbara. No,
1: no, 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 no. Like he's specific under it. It has a little annotation.
0: Upright citizen brigade. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's the thing about enter gauging if something is entertaining, it is by definition engaging. Yes. I'm engaged <laughs> in it. Or. Not everything that's engaging is entertaining. Like I would hope that somebody would be really engaged in the brain surgery on my mom, but it he keeps saying entergaging in and he's even on the cover of entergaging magazine. He keeps trying to make entergaging happen. Right. You're not going to make entergaging happen. That's a meme I just said. That's like wet tur. It's water but wet. Like <laughs> <laughs> duh. No shit
1: named the madrid.
0: That's exactly so, right. Nathan
1: Mastery, I have a proposition for you. You're you're a businessman. I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. Listen, I guarantee you this podcast. This podcast uh, has way more way more reach than your Instagram, buddy. I grew up in Southern California. I know what fake followers look like. Don't 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 try to play me on this. You come on this, I will leave. I and I swear to God, this is true. A link in my Twitter bio to Garfield Eats for one year. That's- Free promote. All you got to do, 30-minute interview. Five. No, not five. No. Okay, 30-minute 30. <laughs> 30. Okay, 30 interview. Listen, listen to me, Nathan Masri. I'm, 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 the, I'm the captain here. 30-minute <laughs> interview. That's all I ask. I'm going to ask you. You could even choose three questions that I'm not allowed to a- ask, except if it's anything about entry-gaging, because I really want to pick your brain on that one. I'm going to email you. I'm going to send you a, an Instagram message. Please come on the show. I I, I, there, I just have so many questions and no answers.
0: Okay. Hey, well, listen. We will be right back. But as we go to break, I'm going to play a clip of Jim Davis talking about Garfield Eats.
1: In 40 years, Asterios, no rebel has come with him for the idea but Uber Eats but Garfield. <laughs> Can you believe that?
2: Well, Garfield came along and defended our right to eat lasagna, skip the gym, and sleep until noon. In a sense, he was a rebel. Uh, Which brings us to Nathan Masri, another rebel, and co-founder of a new food experience that Garfield would love, Garfield Eats. It's an easy and entertaining way to get delicious food in a hurry and be entertained at the same time. Uh, Nathan calls it an gauging app, entertaining and engaging. It's the world's first enter mobile app for the restaurant business. Now users can watch Garfield cartoons and even play an augmented reality while waiting for, get this, the world's only Garfield shaped pizza to be delivered. They've even given a nod to Garfield's other favorite, coffee, offering a Garficino made with 100% Arabica coffee and other flavorful ingredients. Of course, the menu is appealing to Garfield, but what I find commendable is the use of modern technology. You can order through your app or even use Garfield Eats artificial voice assistance. And Garfield Eats is sensitive to environmental issues. They've embraced packaging that can be repurposed and will deliver your food using rechargeable scooters. In short, this idea has everything going for it. Garfield and I are proud to be part of the world's 1st intergaging mobile app restaurant. And we send founders Nathan Mazri and Pascal Heider our very best wishes. Good luck and congratulations to Garfield Eats. Did someone say Garfield Eats? Well, I'm waiting.
0: Coming up next are two pretty cool guests that I'm very much looking forward to. They both reached out to me individually and they were like, Asterios. I'm a sex scientist. And then this other guy emails me. He's like, Asteris, I'm a sex scientist. And they're like, you study waifus and digital girls and all this stuff. We want to come on your show and talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'm also a sex expert.
0: Now, I've been very <laughs> clear to use the phrase sex scientist" because these are actual scientists. I was going
1: to say, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah
0: that's the thing. Everyone's a sex expert. Oh, I'll tell you to swipe left, swipe right, get better lighting for your selfies. Don't do too much on the first date or they'll lose interest, blah blah, right?
1: I get, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was sitting in a coffee shop the other week. This is less about sex experts but more about how much I hate Technology, okay. but we were sitting at a coffee shop. We were talking about that one stupid book. What was that stupid book that Steve Harvey wrote? It's called, like, How to Get a Man yeah. or something. How to Get a Man
0: and Keep Him.
1: Yeah, Spark Notes is Steve Harvey cheated on his wife like a billion times and then wrote a book about how. Women these days with their careers and their above-the-knee skirts are never going to be able to lock down a husband. We were talking about it in this coffee shop, and then two days later, my phone starts recommending me those Facebook ads for that book. And I know that it's the goddamn phone because I never would have even entertained the idea of purchasing that book independently.
0: Yes. Yeah. I hate this stuff. I hate it the other day i'm talking about life insurance and how i can never afford life insurance today on the train i get an ad on facebook that's like you can afford life insurance And it's like i've never searched life insurance quotes and rates that
1: thing that google home that google a- home hey google kill yourself hey
0: google fuck off
1: wait is it off hang on hey google yeah you don't i bet you don't understand hey google kill yourself you are not alone Confidential help
3: is available for free oh, at the National Suicide, suicide Hotline number. No? You can Anybody reach that the hotline hear at one 8255 or use online chat.
1: Online chat?
0: I don't know how suicide. Wait, you could just talk to someone in like a suicide chat room?
1: That sounds really convenient.
0: ASL. 420 friendly emojis i think that's
1: what omegle is it's the suicide chat room in that you don't not want to kill yourself but the opposite afterwards (laughs) do your your parents realize that omegle was a thing or was that before after your time
0: i just like to point out that we were in the middle of introducing oh shit i'm so
1: sorry i actually totally forgot let's go ahead. i know you
0: did you're falling into our traditional banter
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm so sorry, Guess. Okay. I do this a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too, honestly. I love the sound of my voice and then Sriracha's voice. We both sound great, don't we?
1: I'm trying. I'm and, taking and the
0: stuff we say is interesting. I'm
1: practicing my speech. Yeah. Are you? Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. She sells seashells. Wait, we're supposed to be introducing these people.
1: Why is she selling seashells on the seashore?
0: That's a great question.
1: Point! She should sell them somewhere
0: else. (laughs) Yes! She should sell hot dogs, cold water, sunscreen. Fruit. Something they don't supply and demand, people. Yeah. Okay. But speaking of demanding people, I demand that we introduce these next two people. We've got Connorell, a Canadian sex scientist, and Ninja, another sex scientist. Hey, Hey, guys, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. All right, guys. So... Ninja, how did you get into the sex sciences? And do you guys wear like fitted lab coats that like show off way too much? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really comment on the lab coat issue. It's uh, I mostly do stuff from the end of a computer these days. So I don't get the nasty stuff on me anymore. But how I got
3: anymore. into sex research anymore. I like anymore. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but how I got into sex research in the first place was uh, mostly because I thought it was funny. I thought it would be uh, funny to explore this behavior that we don't get to talk about a whole lot. Mm -mm. It is really funny. It is very funny.
0: That's why we're talking to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, how many of your coworkers are like incredibly hot, skinny models, but with just big, thick glasses? But they're also wearing like red lipstick. And how many times is the only way to get out of this... Maybe like you're, you've been brainstorming, you're working all night, and then maybe it's time to kind of take some of this research into your own hands with, you know what I mean? Sriracha, you know what I'm saying? I have no idea what
1: you're saying. Sounds like an HR complaint.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, self-experimentation oh, yeah. is very important in our field. Uh,
0: I can say how that, how that much. that's how the lizard got turned into the lizard. What, is that is that a reference a spider-man thing yeah the lizard was C- kirk connors was like i can't, can't no one wants to fund my research guess i better put this lizard goo in my arm oh no i'm a lizard now <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a common issue
3: in a uh, sex researcher mm-hmm.
0: okay connor what drew uh, you to the sexual sciences so I originally
3: wanted to do a lot of research in romantic relationships. But Ooh. when I started getting into a lot of, you know, the research, I noticed that nobody was talking about sex. And, um, you know, that's an issue. Like, relationships don't exist without sex.
1: <laughs> nobody um, was talking about sex in romance research?
3: It's, it's absolutely wild. It's all based on, like, how, like, how you grew up in, like, um, You know, like, oh, how your parents raised you Is how you have a successful relationship Or, you know, like, how, like, emotionally fulfilling your partner is Is what's important in a relationship Wow Yeah, it was, like, it was such a weird thing That, like, it almost, it was almost like a shock Because I was like, wait, if they're not talking about this Then, like, why aren't we talking about this?
0: Do you think it's because uh, scientists, like, don't get laid a lot So, like, they didn't really... They were like, nobody cares about this. You know, like, how somebody who's like, collects Pokemon, like, they'll talk to you about Pokemon for, like, an hour, like, you care, and it's like, I don't.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't care about Pokemon. I care a
0: little bit about Pokemon, but not, like, an hour's worth of Pokemon.
1: Is Pokemon Go still a thing?
0: You can do it, I guess, but why would you? What does that mean? You Look, everything's still a thing. You could go play Zork if you wanted to, but, like, the only reason you would do it would be to, I don't know, something's missing in your life. I want
1: to go hunting Pokemon. I missed that whole thing because it always made my phone crash oh, during yeah? the height of it. Yeah, I had yeah. a very, very low memory phone and I didn't get to catch any bands. Now I have the need, the need to feed rare candies to my Pokemon's. I'll play Pokemon Co with you. I need the exercise. <laughs> I also need the exercise.
0: Okay. Why do we keep... We got these guests on the... They've set aside Do you guys day. like Pokemans? <laughs>
3: Yeah, Pokemon's great. <laughs> that's your question to these sex <laughs> scientists i booked?
0: Do you Pokemon's like Pokemon? sexy
3: and great?
0: <laughs> uh, was, Who's the sexiest Pokemon? Let's start there. Is it that <laughs> lady who that's a plant, but it looks like she's wearing a dress? Garde-
1: Gravidwar? Gardevoir. That. Yeah, that one. I mean, that yeah. that's pretty unequivocally. It looks like a human woman. So I don't, I don't know how you could want to fuck anything besides that one. That one I get. <laughs> the other I, side think there's a
4: pretty, I think there's a pretty strong contingent From
0: Mr. Mime
1: <laughs> Oh that's a pro, Pompkey wants to fuck With Mr. Mime, you remember that yeah,
0: I do, it's so weird But I, at least with Mr. Mime I get what I would do, he's got those Big hands mm-hmm. And he's got gloves on, so like If there's a mess, he's fine
1: Remember that episode? Remember who else was on that episode?
0: I sure do, honey I sure do remember who else was on That, okay
3: Guys. Well, there's there's actually a thing I, I we can um, segue into with that. Um, because, like, the thing with Pokemon, and this goes into a lot of different communities, is that a lot of them tend to have some level of human features. Hmm. And that, like, level of human features and that sort of, like, mixing is what leads a lot of people into, you know, like, the furry fandom.
0: So you're saying Pokemon are, like, a gateway drug to... <laughs> Wait. I mean, what's the worst... So, Pokemon are like weed. Lola Bunny is like coke. Exactly. And then... Uh, I, I the Wanting fanta-
1: to fuck Tony the Tiger is your heroine. <laughs> or get fucked by Tony the Tiger. Most likely the second one.
0: <laughs> I want that deep, booming voice in my ear telling me I'm doing great. I'm yeah. doing just great. Uh,
1: disgusting. Oh, my God. I hate sex. I'm sex negative now.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, why don't you guys... Connor. Yes. You were telling me off the air about the history of Hentai. Now I thought Hentai dated back to uh, the Disney's Robin Hood, you know, with mm. the pretty Maid Marian and furry stuff. But you're telling me that like Hentai dates back to like the eighteen hundreds? Yeah. I mean, if you like
3: think about it, in or like around the world there's been like erotically drawn things. But, like, hentai, specifically the Japanese um, erotic art, started in, like, the seventeen eighteen hundreds 1800s with, um, you know, like, uh, something that the listeners can or don't have to look up, uh, the dream
0: of the fisherman's wife. The dream of the fisherman's wife. Okay, is, is this a sexy dream? Um, it, she gets fucked by an octopus. It's
1: a wood carving.
0: You... You know about
1: this? I know everything about this. I, I too, am an unofficial sexpert. Okay, can I ask <laughs> you? They're
0: scientists you are sex scientist. Well, oh, excuse
1: the fuck out of me. I had 2,000 matches on Tinder before what? I quit that. Really? Oh, God, yeah. I um, know. I, I, I look poor. I because men men just sit there and they swipe, swipe. They don't look. They don't read. It's a numbers game for you guys. I
0: guess that's kind of true. Let but me I
1: ask you a question, bird. Sure. I have heard, back in the day, I heard that how... Tentacle porn started, segueing, of course, from The Fisherman's Wife, a wood carving of a woman being penetrated by a squid. (laughs) How tentacle porn started was because... Uh, indecency laws in japan say that it's illegal to show a penis going into a vagina which is why japanese porn is censored but there's some kind of loophole that if it's something that's not a penis going in a vagina then you're fine is there any truth to that or am i getting my stories mixed up
3: no, that's actually completely true. I think, um, you know, I think Asterios, as I mentioned it when we, uh, talked that, um, Japan, uh, any pornography coming out of Japan has to censor all genitalia, um, including, you know, the, the butt. <laughs> um, so like a lot of the issue is that you couldn't really like see any pornography. Um, so they started showing, um, uh, tentacle porn because tentacles happen to be very phallic. And even if the tentacles were shaped like penises, um, it could still be seen because they weren't functionally penises.
1: That's like, that's like the Japanese <laughs> prostitution laws. Have I ever talked about this on this show? No. So the Japanese, in, in Japan, prostitution is technically illegal, but whoever wrote the law for whatever fucking reason decided that they needed to specify Define the act of sexual intercourse as a penis entering in a vagina? So technically that's illegal, but everything else you can imagine, an audience, use your imagination right now, is legal and you can pay for it. And my question is, how do you prove (laughs) that you're like okay, let's say I'm a cop. And somebody buys me for sex or a cop walks in on you fucking a prostitute in her vagina, the forbidden zone. Ironically, <laughs> that's that's the one you get in trouble for. How do you prove that like you didn't pay her to put your, her mouth on your wiener? And then after that, you guys were so wi- riled up, you decided to have sex for no money. Like, how would you ever prosecute that?
0: <laughs> Ninja,
4: Connor, To my your to
0: responses my-
4: Yeah, to my understanding, and I'm not a lawyer in the Japanese law circuits, but to my understanding, (laughs) their judicial system works a little bit different than ours. Uh, Apparently, the way it works over there is if you are prosecuted by the state, you are extremely likely to be adjudicated as guilty. So it's sort of like
0: like, 99%.
4: Yeah. If you're accused of it, you're basically going down for it.
1: Wow.
0: Guilty Mm -hmm. until proven innocent. Just like like on Cardassia. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right, guys. So, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, wait, wait, where did I put it? Where did I put it? Okay, now Connor, you're telling me. You told me in our pre-interview that mm-hmm. you strongly believe that the modern furry community owes a lot to Lola Bunny from the Space Jam film. Would you care to elaborate on this? And Ninja, obviously, I'd love your conjecture as well. Um, yeah, so my, I firmly believe that,
3: um, in the Space Jam movie, Lola Bunny was, you know, shown erotically so that they could get more people to see the movie because that movie is very, um, masculine heavy. Um, but it almost had this like double effect of causing people to, you know, start being interested in that type of pornography of that type of art. Um, So a lot of people, especially people who are growing up around that time, so like Space Jam comes out in the late 90s, anyone who is like born in the mid to late 80s or early 90s sees that movie and suddenly when they're coming into their sexual maturity, they're seeing Lola Bunny like moving around on screen and and like that's their first sexual experience.
0: That is very, very interesting. She is wearing the little shorts. She's running around. She's got lipstick. Very femme presentee. Running up and down that court, getting all sweaty.
1: Do you know who Lola Bunny is, Sriracha? I do. I've never seen Space Jam, though.
0: That's okay. I made enough Space Jam for both of us to Lola Bunny. Now, Ninja, <laughs> Ninja, where do you feel the modern furry community began? Who are the, fur- who are the modern furry paragons, if you will? Well,
4: if we're talking generationally, I think a lot of it has to do with Sonic the Hedgehog and his series of work.
0: Mmm, <laughs> scientifically interesting science. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So these
4: are anthropomorphic creatures that take on human-like features, and they have unique attitudes, and particularly attractive, they're designed for attractive uh, personality quirks. So, for example, Sonic is very sarcastic, and he's very uh, confident. And then you have Tails, who is very passive, but also very... uh very dedicated to his friends and things like that. Mm. So I think it is. it begins uh, with these very simple dimensions of human-like behavior that then sort of, in developing kids, they tend to generalize to other sexual, secondary uh, sexual characteristics.
0: Okay, so, but from again, from a strictly scientific standpoint, is Shadow the Hedgehog hotter than Knuckles? They're both bad boys. Mm. Speak on That's that.
3: what you're into.
4: Connor, do you have thoughts on this?
3: Um, Depends on what you're into. Like, if you you went through, like, a scene or goth phase, you'd probably think Shadow's more attractive. But if you, you know, were more athletic growing up, you'd probably like Knuckles.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Does (laughs) the fact that Knuckles rides the line between good and bad, he works with Dr. Robotnik originally, but, of course, under false pretenses, this sort of duality, does it perhaps mirror the common erotic phenomenon known as the switch? (laughs) Sorry, you ninja.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar with this term yeah, uh, It might not be out of my my literature So if you could uh, Kind of establish a definition here for us Are
1: you talking switch like in the gays?
0: <laughs> I don't know that they prefer to be Referred to as the gays
1: Okay, are you talking about switch A term commonly used by men Of a homosexual <laughs> persuasion?
0: I feel like being a switch Is available to anyone It's when you switch between dom and femme you know Dom what I mean? And
1: fem. Yeah, you know. and
0: sub where you could do both. You know what I mean? Because like Knuckles, he comes on you strong and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna control you and every aspect of our sex. But then at some point he switches and he's like, I was betrayed by Dr. Robotnik, and I just need to be held. I
1: thought that meant you could be a receiver or a pitcher if you were a gay man.
0: Connor, Ninja, who's Please right help me. <laughs> um, I'm Saracha's Sarah's right.
3: Thank
1: you.
0: Ah uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: And I'm not I'm not too familiar with the, the switch vocabulary, but this does sort of seem reminiscent to a concept that is commonly discussed as the gap moe.
0: Ah, tell me more about this gap moe. Right. I had a so, gap moe uh, after college. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. I didn't, honey. So, I couldn't afford to. I
1: don't know what any of these words... What are you talking... Are you saying gap year? Yeah, Is this like a, a joke? Jo- it's like
0: a joke. Yes, it's a joke.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, the, the word... <clears throat> okay, serious. Just making the word gap... <laughs> That's not, it could be a gap in your teeth. It could be a gap in your work history. I have no idea what the fuck that means in I one word. It, after
0: college. It didn't, it's, it's all there. It's, it's, it's all the, there, and it was delivered it's confidently. It's just the word gap. What, what, That's what, not enough. Yeah, most wordplay is just the wordplay is inherently.
1: Ugh. You need to have it. If it would have rhymed with year, then it would have worked. Uh, audience, vote in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> whether you knew what Asterios was talking about or not. But I this is actually
4: a really good example of Gap Moe. So gap moe, is when, uh, yeah, so gap moe is when a character who usually behaves in one manner suddenly behaves in a different one. And it causes a, a, a swing of emotion in the viewer. So for example, Asterios being usually very on his on top of things with his wordplay suddenly is not and he's being called out for it. The audience would be feeling right now uh, a, an emotion that they refer to as Gap Moe. Okay
0: feel like I just got owned by a sex scientist <laughs> in a way that I don't even understand. <laughs> debatable. Okay. Now look, when bronies entered the sexual field, was that sort of like the discovery of a brand new isotope for you sex scientists? Like, I'm guessing that suddenly everyone wanted to be in the sex sciences so they could have sex with a pony. True or false? Um... So the thing with that is
3: that a lot of people who sexually uh, exi- like look at My Little Pony, um, both, you know, research wise and, you know, casual wise, uh, <laughs>
0: <Research.
3: laughs> um, yeah. they, they tend to like be very like it's almost like towing a line with being a furry because people who are in the brownie community do not like being identified as furries.
0: Wait I mean, a minute. So you're telling me. That all bronies are furries, but not all furries are bronies. But if you're a brony, you're saying you're not a furry, which, to my mind, makes you a furry.
1: There's a pejorative term that bronies use for furries that I can't say on this show, but because it includes the F, it's the fur F slur.
0: That's terrible.
1: Uh, That's what they refer, yeah, no, bronies really don't like being, even the bronies that jerk off to the show do not like being considered furries. Well,
0: they're ones to talk, they're jerking off to these ponies. Some of the sexual aids that Sriracha's showed me. Like, imagine like a reverse uh, piñata where instead of busting it until something comes out, you bust it until you put something in. Like, these they they've pink and purple sexual aids with small, quote, cutie marks on them. I'm imagining you beating the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fluttershy.
1: Mysterios, <laughs> please stop. <laughs>
0: Who's Fluttershy?
1: Uh, My Little Pony. Like a, she's very shy, cute. She likes animals. She I sounds, like Fluttershy.
0: She sounds cool. Very femi.
1: Everybody draws her. I don't know why, but Fluttershy is very popular amongst African-American Brody fans. Now, this is
0: something that Sriracha has proven to me.
1: I was at BrodyCon a couple of years ago, and I was watching a panel. And they were doing whoever was running the panel. I don't even remember what the panel was about, but whoever was running the panel, they were like, Okay, we're gonna clap for our favorite ponies. Uh, Pinkie Pie, we get a couple claps, Twilight Sparkle, a couple more claps, Fluttershy and from the back here. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> 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 like, <"Hey, Fluttershy>!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I don't have a theory. Do you guys have a theory about that? <laughs>
0: Is this your only data point? (laughs) 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 Yes. Okay. um, There's
3: not a lot of research on um, you know the type of the breakdown of people who would like each pony. Um, A lot of the research focuses more on um, you know like why people might like the show overall or why they might like characters overall.
1: Well, here's a free free thesis study for you: is race characteristics (laughs) in My Little Pony favorite ponies.
0: One time, Sriracha and, I, Sriracha and I were talking to a, a group of listeners after the show in there, and she was going around asking them who their... She was going around guessing who their favorites were.
1: I can guess with almost 100% accuracy.
0: And the one African-American gentleman in the group, she did guess correctly that it was Fluttershy. I don't
1: know why, man. It always
0: is. I, look, this is, I mean, okay. Uh, let's see if you can guess Connor... And Ninja's Okay, I need
1: guy. to ask you, first couple ground rules. Main six, do you guys know enough about this show to have, like, a favorite pony? Yeah,
0: I used no. to watch
1: it. Oh, okay, who said no?
4: I did, Ninja. All right. I have no idea what that show is about. You, I have no idea who that's the characters
1: okay. are. That's very fair. Connor, I'm going to guess your favorite pony. i got to ask you a few questions first. First, rules, okay. main six only.
3: <laughs> All right? Yeah, that's fine.
1: Don't yeah. pick some stew. Don't pick Mod Pie or something. All right. Um, You said that you were a sex reacher researcher yeah are you in college right now
3: y- yes i'm a grad student
1: <laughs> oh you're a grad student okay uh after you graduate do you want to go into like private stuff or would you consider staying in academia
3: probably academia
1: do you want to teach at some point yeah <laughs> twilight sparkle no damn it who was it <laughs>
0: uh rainbow dash interesting
1: that's a very interesting choice
0: it's it's twilight sparkle just be honest yeah just be honest you seem like a
1: twilight (laughs) oh
0: okay (laughs) but i do i i do
3: have something to say on that go ahead i do have uh porn signed by the voice actor for twilight sparkle
1: pornography signed by tara strong who's that yep yep what how did how did you how did you swing that
3: (laughs) Um, I, uh, she came to a convention, uh, where I was at a few years back and I bought some porn at the j booth with the sole purpose of getting it signed by Tara Strong.
1: Wow. <laughs> I didn't think she signed stuff like that. I thought she was too big. Not like, uh, John, oh. John Delancey, that guy will sign anything. That guy will sign body parts. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it um, happen.
0: John is a voice actor for the ponies? He's Discord, I think. Yeah. That's Q from Star Trek. He's like the coolest guy in Star Trek! Awesome. Everyone has a voice
3: in My Little Pony.
0: Yeah, really? really? Weird Al yeah, like,
3: was on an episode. Wow! Yeah, it's the Law and Order SVU of animated children's shows. <laughs> it really
1: is. Oh, <laughs> God damn! Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, I guess this guy really does like whatever pony said if he got the porno signed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does that stuff traditionally come laminated or is that extra? Um, oh, the autograph or? The no, the porn? pornographic imagery.
3: Oh no! It came. Um, so it was a. It was a game. So it was like a. Uh, it was on a CD-ROM, um, and she. Um, I mean, she was uh, well enough versed in doing this kind of thing that she knew to take off, take the um, the trifold out of it, like out of the plastic, signed it, and then put it back in. Wow. She's a
1: real professional. That is a really professional move. Wow. Oh, I don't yeah, think I, I would have thought of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now. With BronyCon ending this year, are we seeing a spike in, let's say, trouble from the brony community? Uh, are they acting out, getting sad, being rageful, falling into despair? Your thoughts, sex scientists.
3: Um, What I could say on that is, so after our first conversation, I swung by the pony board on 4chan. Mm-hmm. And where it used to like be like, as fast as like um, the biggest boards, like nobody's posting anymore. I think that the f- like the fact that BronyCon isn't happening anymore is like just by virtue of the fans kind of losing interest in the show.
1: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense from a financial perspective too. You need at least some like it is not cheap to rent the Baltimore Convention Center.
0: Interesting, exactly. very interesting. Okay, well, I hope these bronies. Get better soon.
4: Now. Yeah. I, think, I think the important thing to reflect upon this is that mm. there is a huge brony population that is eventually going to start migrating towards other fan communities.
0: <gasps> cool. Oh, now they want to be furries. Oh, Oh. now that being a brony is cool or hip anymore, and there's no convention where they can all go yiff and such. Oh, now they want in. I hope the furries never let the bronies in. I hope they never let them forget that terrible slur they called them. Sriracha, your take?
1: I hope they go to Steven Universe. That'd be pretty funny. Steven Universe is ending, too. Really? It is? Yeah. Damn it. We're losing all of the... Where can they go? Rick and Morty?
0: Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> no. I, That's that, disgusting. That, like, Rick and Morty is too try hard. Like, the thing about, like, jerking off to My Little Pony is you know it's wrong. Like, this is a kid's cartoon with a mm-hmm. very adult reaction someone might be having. But, like, Rick and Morty, it's like a lot of that stuff is already period. So it's kind of like, where, where do you go? Everything comes back
3: to anime. Tell me more um i mean all of these like especially in the animation world like the only place that is going to be going until the end of time is the is anime so if suddenly your animation favorite whatever ends then you don't really have much else to do except go to the place that you know will never end
0: that's a good point you can always come home to anime now ninja Are you versed in the popular uh, animes uh, for hentai fans? By the way, I'm told that the word hentai translates to pervert in Japanese. Is that correct?
4: Yes, that is correct. It is uh, predominantly a noun used to refer to people who do something perverted. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, I have not encountered a whole lot of the uh, classic materials in my research, but I think Connor would be a little bit more versed, so we can kind of translate for each other.
0: Yeah. Now, Ninja... Where do you primarily focus your studies? Like, what are you working on today? So, uh, right now, I'm
4: really interested in some material I've derived from actually watching your podcast, uh, Waifu Wars. Mm. And uh, one of the biggest problems I'm noticing there is that a lot of the guests can't really talk about their waifus. They can't say the first thing about their waifu other than their name and the show they're from. So, from that, I am applying a, a functionalist perspective to provide people with a core vocabulary for how to talk about their waifus.
0: Interesting. interesting. So you're building some sort of erotic waifu lexicon. Yeah,
4: Wait, I'm trying to could develop we call it a
0: lexicon.
4: You can call it that. It's it sounds close to sexicon, which I'm sure would give you a lot of material to work on. Mm, interesting.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Sriracha, do you ever have trouble talking about your waifu?
1: Never, because I I never talk about my waifu, because I'm a functional adult.
0: Okay, but you are currently cuddled up to a pillow right now of the girl you're in love with, correct? Yeah,
1: that's (laughs) conveniently (laughs) off-screen.
0: God damn it, lift that up so people can see. She's literally on top of a goddamn cartoon schoolgirl pillow right now.
1: Archangel Life brought this for me. I know, I love that guy. I love that guy.
0: Okay. Do you do you guys think that people can't talk about their waifus mellifluously or loquaciously because they don't go past step one? I think this girl's hot. I want to touch myself to her. Where do you where do you find this moe gap? Oh, by the way, I took a moe gap after college.
3: <laughs> it's still not a good joke. It's great! Thank <laughs> you. Damn it. Thank you for somebody else saying that. Um,
4: I I think I would generally agree with that. I think a lot of when people say waifu, what they're referring to is something that this is just very sexually pleasing to look at, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it kind of conflated with that is this issue of people are not comfortable talking about it for reasons that Sirat just said it's not acceptable to uh, sort of engage with this kind of topic. It's not supposed to be something you you tell other people about. Mm. It's almost
2: like
0: a, a shameful secret mm-hmm. to have a waifu. Interesting. Well, Connor, what do you think we can do to make the culture more comfortable for people to come out and say, yes, I am in love with Yo Watanabe. I don't mind holding up her pillow. Yes, I, I own a doll of her. And yes, it is a little dirty now. Like, what needs to change? Does does change start with us?
3: Mm-hmm. Um. There's a few things that we can do to change. Um, I've written a little bit about it, um, and I'm gonna plug all this stuff, you know, at the uh, end of this. Um, but some interesting things that we could do is, you know, number one, like m- Ninja and I keep doing what we doing, that what we're doing, which is, you know, researching this stuff so we can, you know, bring it out and like show people what it is all about versus all the stereotypes. Mm. Um, another thing is like, don't believe everything you hear. Um, the most common stereotype with furries is is that they like to fuck animals when realistically that's something that like is very rare. Like they want to, they, they are uh, attracted to things that, um, you know, are like anthropomorphic, which means that they are human like, which, uh, means that they might be interested in something animated that is like animalistic, but they don't want to have sex with a cat or dog. Um, so like not believing everything you hear is another thing, um, you know, maybe reaching out to people like um, most people nowadays go to some kind of convention um, where, you know, there's a ton of different types of people um, go up to people who are part of these things that you might not be like super well known about or go to a panel that you don't really know uh, too much about just to see um you know what it is all about like i go to waifu war panels every um every time i'm at a con because that's usually where uh you find uh the uh people who are most excited about their hobby
0: oh interesting ninja do you have any thoughts on this is there a way that we can help these people who love these cartoons maybe come out of the shadows and realize that hey it's okay you're okay we're all okay yeah,
4: I think one of the good examples of this is actually just talking about it in a public manner, which is why I, I'm a really big fan of your Waifu Wars show. You're bringing in these people who otherwise would not have anyone to talk about this kind of thing with, and you're actually just kind of publishing these open conversations. And I also think it's important to communicate for the people who are just immediately revolted by this idea that um, the whole waifu concept is actually thousands of years old, and uh, it shouldn't only really be viewed in the context of anime girls, you know? And there are long term implications for where research on this topic can go.
0: Can you expand a little bit? Who was the first waifu? Was it perhaps Eve in the garden? <laughs> Could it have been Cleopatra? Maybe somebody drew a smiley face on a cave wall and then drew boobs. <laughs> I think... <laughs> then jerked it to that? Sriracha, do you have I'm a... I'm having... I'm sorry. I'm doctor, having trouble Doctor Dr. Racha, you, would you care to interject?
1: I just... I, are we defining waifu as another person that you want to fuck? Because I think that's been going on way longer than anime.
0: <laughs> Sriracha, this is a scientist you're speaking to. You'll speak with him with respect. Now, Ninja, tell us about the 3,000-year-old <laughs> Japanese cartoon girl.
4: Mhm. I can't remember the name of the s- the sculpture at this moment, but oh, I Venus know there de Milo. is or
0: the it's the Venus something There something.
3: it is. Yeah. There you go. Venus, the Venus Milo. Of something. Not the Venus de Milo, Damn that's it. a different one, but there, there's
0: there Venus is another Milo one, the that's... Ninja Turtle, the female Ninja Turtle who I jerk it to. <laughs> um, exactly, it's that one. Female yeah.
3: Ninja
1: turtle? yeah, her
0: name is Venus de Milo. Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, but then she's a work of art. So she goes by Venus de Milo. Once again the men are the creators and the women are the object of the male gaze Where just the there tur- for your pleasure Where did
1: the turtle come from? Mm, Was she not but in the same sore or did she grow up with the turtles or independently from the turtles?
0: Ninja, Connor, you're scientists. How did Venus de Milo mutate? Where did she encounter the mutagen? I just
1: think it's really weird that she would pick a, pick a specific themed name of a Renaissance piece of art if she was raised independent from these four turtles. Sriracha,
0: they, these names were signed to them by Master Splinter at birth. Much like you... That's
1: even weirder. Much
0: like you've named the two birds outside our window, Beeper and Bonbon. Bon Bon. They may call each other cluck-cluck or coo, but we call them this. Now, si- gentlemen of science, when and how did Venus de Milo encounter the mutagen that transformed her into a sexy, sexy humanoid turtle? <laughs> um,
3: I, I think in that canon, because it was a specific show where she showed up, or it was a like comic or something, like there were five turtles. Yeah. But I think in other canons, it's
0: just the four, right?
1: I mean, I n- I've never heard of this before. Right now. <laughs>
0: okay. Look, I'm, look, look, scientists. I'm going to use something called Google. How did Venus de Milo, turtle, sexy rule 34 nude? Wait, I got lost. Oh no. Oh no. Oh goodness. Oh God, oh, I got it distracted. Okay. Now. So you're saying so? So the first objects the first pop culture objects of lust were statues woodcuts and the like but where does the future go gentlemen the future (laughs) belongs to science what new fantastical ways for us to experience women without having to talk to them are on the horizon
4: (laughs) Well, I think the YouTube comedian Andrew Schultz, he recently put a, a segment on this, and I think mm-hmm. it's very demonstrative of where things could go. Uh, women have their vibrators, men have their sex toys, and mm-hmm. I think these are just going to increasingly become more sophisticated over time, and not talking about these issues about... Uh, ascribing love to a non-human thing is going to kind of make it difficult to see where this thing is going.
0: Interesting, because they're because the divide between physical and digital gets smaller every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we call it fidgetal, which is when the two, uh, the when the two uh, overlap and overcome. Um, gentlemen, do you think that a human can scientifically experience the same love for a digital object that they can for a real person?
3: Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Tell me,
0: tell me about this. The talk serotonin and such, synapses and the like.
3: Um, you know, Ninja, I think this is really good for your waifu type, the typology, um, if you yeah. want to bring that up.
0: Yeah. So
4: the whole point of the typology is to basically look at the different types of love that people ascribe to their waifus. And obviously, this is meant to go towards something more functional in the long run. But uh, I think when we talk about love, it's important to discuss the functional components of it, right? So mm. when you say you love someone, when you say someone loves their waifu, what does that actually mean?
0: I mean, it, I've, I hear different answers. You know, for some, I assume it's like uh, they, they want to pleasure themselves to the, the image of this thing. But then Sriracha one time told me that if you truly love your waifu, you don't pleasure yourself to them. Sriracha, would you I care mean, to
1: expand on this? There are a lot of things that I jerk off to that I definitely don't love, so I don't think equating jerking off to something with loving it is right. Right?
0: Well, I see. It's, it's like I think you know you can love something. At, you're right. I mean, they. they don't, but one time you told me that people love their wife so much that they will not jerk off to them because they'd like to keep them pure.
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: Do you agree with it or disagree with it? What
1: do you mean, agree with it or just because I don't? I don't jerk off to my waifu. But that's not a sexual thing. That's because I'm not gay. Okay.
0: I, that's fair.
1: I don't I don't really understand the
0: question. I'm sorry. That's totally fine. I'm doing a bad job.
1: Here. No, you're not. You're doing fine. I'm I'm learning well, a lot. Let's here. kind of
4: let's think of it this way, Sorancho. Uh would you what would you think of a relationship between a man and a woman where they did not engage in sex?
1: Um, I think that if both partners are Happy for that. I'm a sexual libertarian. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what do you think about it?
4: Well, I think that's kind of the the whole divide between the the anime waifus and real waifus, right? And, and real life wives is that that responsiveness that doesn't come from the anime waifu is the reason why a lot of people look at it in terms of this is bizarre, this is not normal, uh, and I think it's missing that component of. Well, it's now a unidirectional love, right? It's a, it's a person looking at something that doesn't look at them back, but they still love it. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, I can see how it's easy to get attached romantically to a character, especially because, like, I, I probably know more about some anime characters than I do about a lot of friends <coughs> that I love, not in a romantic way. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I making any sense? Yeah, you're making sense. Like, you watch a lot of these characters, like Naruto, that goes for (laughs) multi-generations. So, I probably know more about Sakura than I do about that girl I went to lunch with yesterday, and I really like her.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it kind of speaks to that idea of parasocial relationships. And I know you've sort of brought it up before on your podcast, Asterios, Mm. um, where it's like, it's this one-sided relationship that the person... Where one person perceives a relationship and the other person might not really, like, see that relationship as existing. Um, and I think that, you know, digisexuality and, like, all of this, like, waifuism is pretty much just parasocial relationships where the other person also doesn't exist.
0: Now, digisexuality, is that being sexually attracted to digi, bro? Because if so, <laughs> I would like to judge those people.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
3: Um, sexuality is, um, this term that was coined a few years back, which is, um, either using technology as a mediator for romantic, like, connection. So, like, Tinder, Bumble, Snapchat. And then it's also cutting out, uh, the human aspect altogether and just developing a relationship with technology. Hmm. I have that. What?
1: <laughs> I have that. I am quitting the internet. I quit the, I did not quit the internet, but I'm trying to significantly limit my time on it because I'm addicted to the internet and I'm getting, like, withdrawals. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's horrible. You get that thing where, like, you start reaching for your phone and you don't even know why.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's nothing I want to do more right now than scroll through Instagram and not look at anything. Yeah. (laughs) Even though I'm I'm having uh... fun right now. It's like an impulse.
3: (laughs) Well, this is, like, this is less internet talk and this is more just talking like this is just using technology as like well we're not physically in the same room so it's different
0: yeah i mean that's true okay gentlemen so when we when we finally break down the divide between digital and physical what will happen to human sexuality as we know it or perhaps to humanity as we know it what are the barriers between us truly being able to marry these cartoon girls? Who we love so much, and when those barriers are broken, what happens?
4: Have you seen Ex Machina?
0: Uh, is that the one with like the hot robot lady who like wants to have sex with that dude? Yes. No, it was too scary. I hear <laughs> right? she like locks him in a closet or something.
1: You knew exactly what he was talking about. The answer was still no.
0: <laughs> I, I read the synopsis of it because I'm like, oh, hot lady robot. All right, let's see. Hey, fuck some guy. But then I hear she like goes crazy and steals a helicopter, and it's like, ah. I'd like just a nice relationship with a robot lady. I don't want it to go bad. It's hard to lose yourself in the fantasy. Yeah. I think a better example would be her.
1: Oh, I've seen I Cried. That's a movie I've never finished because I start crying every time. It's the one about, um, is that Spike Jones? Who yes. directed that? Spike Jones movie about the guy that wants to fuck his Google home named Samantha.
0: Hey, Google, mm-hmm. you want to fuck? Sorry,
1: I can't help you with that. Yet. I can't help with that. Yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, say, she says, she also said, sorry, which I do like.
1: <laughs> hey, Google, I'm gay. Shut up, weeb. No one cares. Oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, yeah. So I think her is a good example for that because it's really just something that only exists, like, in theory, because you can't really do anything with the OS besides talk to it. Um, and I think one of the biggest barriers is not having that physical form, um, or, you know, having really intelligence at all. Um, we have yet to actually have a real artificial intelligence. So we can't really say whether or not, um, something like, uh, whether or not we could have relationships with, um, robots. Cause we're not even sure they're capable of developing, uh, developing that emotional relationship.
0: To play uh, devil's advocate, I've dated some yeah. very dumb, stupid girls. They're not very—they're mm-hmm. not very smart, but they were very pretty, and I like the pretty mm-hmm. part of them. So, is it possible that it, we don't need this artificial—if we don't need artificial intelligence to get huge like it's a goddamn person? What if it were just kind of smart, but still pretty hot? Would that turn us on? Like chatbot. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wait, I mean, there's a God. whole
4: community. There's a whole community of people who own these so-called real dolls who might shed some insight on that. Hmm. Do
1: real dolls? I thought those were just silicon. Do they have computers now?
3: They can.
4: I imagine you could just put a Google Home inside the head cavity. <laughs> hey,
1: Google, you want to go inside a real doll? <laughs> Sorry, I can't help you with that yet. Get You know how to help. No, we're she gonna knows. Put you inside a real doll. She knows. She's plugged up. Bro- <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: All right, gentlemen. Well, this has been an enlightening and fascinating scientific discussion. I feel like as if we've broadened the discourse and perhaps our listeners' minds. Now, is there anything you'd care to say about digi sexuality, waifuism, ancient pornography, furryism? Before you go,
3: um, f- uh, I don't want to spoil everything. So, if you want to talk more about it, feel free to follow me on Twitter uh at uh connor c-o-n-n-o-r l-e-s-h-n-e-r uh it's my first and last name um and then we can talk more about it
0: now connor do you think it's a good idea to give out your first and last name to a bunch of people who (laughs) jerk it to Zubat? uh what if you (laughs) changed your name to whisper but instead of an s it's a dollar sign And instead of an E, it's a three.
1: And then at the end, you have a bunch of air horn noises. (laughs) So it's a (laughs) Mm,
0: Yes, much like the duality of man and sex. Um, I
3: don't feel... You know what? That's the thing about this community. They're nice. They are social, believe it or not. And um, I have no problem having them in my Twitter circle.
1: I got some weirdos in my Twitter circle. Somebody keeps emailing me pictures of my hair. (laughs) That going? Uh, he's still <laughs> going. I've stopped responding, but he is still going. I should email that like guy back.
0: You feel guilty <laughs> for not emailing him back?
1: It's not that. I just want to learn more about what is it about my hair in
0: particular? Your hair looks nice.
1: It does, but it's just hair. It's not like I have particularly good hair. I don't
0: know. Some people have I fucked up
4: hair. I f- think it's the fact that it's your hair th- that he's
0: going for. Is it really? that?
1: Or you think it's very long? I have very long hair. That might be.
0: Wait a minute. We've got two sex scientists on the line. Yeah,
1: why is this guy keep sending me pictures of my hair? Why?
0: What's up? <laughs> Do some science. Figure it out. Put, put, pour something into
4: a beaker. Well, the best way to find out why someone does something is to manipulate the consequences and see under which consequence their behavior increases. So should I... So No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. When he, When he sends you these pictures... What do you do in response?
1: Uh, Usually I say back, yep, that's my hair, or I do nothing.
4: Mm -hmm. So how long have you been doing nothing?
1: Uh, About two weeks.
4: And has the number of messages from this guy increased or decreased or remained about the same? I think
1: it's remained about the same.
4: Mm -hmm. So what this suggests to me, because he keeps doing it even though he's not getting a response from you, this suggests what's called an automatic function. That is, the act of cropping pictures of your hair and sending it to you in and of itself uh, may be contributing to the, the utility he gets from that act. In other words, you should probably just block him and be done with it.
1: I, no, yeah. no, I, I know he's jerking off to my hair. Listen, this is my first time on the internet. I know I know that.
0: He's doing what? <laughs> no, I also knew he was jerking it to your hair.
1: <gasps> Why? <laughs> just hair.
0: Yes. Is it possible that he's imbuing this hair with the sort of uh, humanistic characteristics that one would attach to Lola Bunny or the brave little toaster with its big toaster mouth that you can really fill with your frosting. My big hair tits. <laughs> Do Does this gentleman think that her hair has tits, scientists? Scientists?
4: Mm. Um, I'd be interested in talking with this individual. <gasps> I'm, I can't really tell. Sriracha,
0: Sriracha, put these guys in touch. Put these guys, Ninja. What's your Twitter? You can plug yourself too.
4: Uh, I have nothing to plug because I'm not on social media. Good. But if you contact my my colleague here, Connor, we can definitely set something I'll up. I'll try my best.
0: I, okay. Don't, don't send me the weird hair guy. You got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got to get these guys together. Now, S- Sriracha. Yes. One time you told me that like people just send you pictures of their dicks.
1: Oh God, yeah. I, I mean, before we were dating, I don't get very many
0: anymore. Oh, okay. Like, why are the people sending pictures of their dicks to Sriracha? Like, is that all they want out of the exchange? Like, she saw my dick. Or are they hoping to, like, date her and marry her? Or, like, what's with this this dick pic thing? I've never got it.
3: Um, There's a misconception in the male community that a bigger dick is more attractive to women. So if they send a dick, it will make a woman... Uh, be attracted to them and uh, it's basically like the last ditch effort like oh i don't have a personality but here's my dick
0: see now i've been told that a big dick is sometimes too overwhelming <laughs> and that you want like a nice medium-sized in the middle kind of dick because if a dick is too big it, she might get tired and it might hurt is this correct gentlemen or incorrect correct
4: mm, i think there's a tremendous. Uh, variation between individuals on that kind of thing. And I, I hesitate to say any generalities. That's but nice. I also think it's important to pay attention to the context of this message. Sriracha, I'm guessing these are mostly uh, dick pics unsolicited that you received on Tinder? Yes,
0: Snapchat. Wait, that's a great question. Sriracha, Snapchat. are you actively soliciting dick pics from strangers? Because if you are, that might explain
1: this. Not even when I was single.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Oh, no. It's important scientifically to rule out to, to to rule out these things.
1: I like how this is three men sitting here saying, "Yeah, women like small dicks." Yep, science. <laughs>
0: Medium sized dicks. I've heard that they're uh, not looking for something. two, two. Yeah.
1: two, two. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's what I've heard. At these fucked. I've
0: heard that when <laughs> it comes to dick pics, that women often subscribe to the Goldilocks method: not too big, not too small. Mm-hmm. Just right.
1: I've never, ever once been sexually aroused by a picture of a penis of sent me.
0: Interesting. Gentlemen, is, is it? does this concur with things you may have heard anecdotally? I understand that you need a sample size and such to make a broader scientific uh, argument here. But in your own experiences, what are you hearing about this dick pics? Turn on,
3: turn off. Turn off, big time.
0: Again,
4: I think it depends on the context. If it is solicited in a uh, mutually pleasuring relationship, then it can be something that's exciting and something that is uh, sort of a motivator to something to look forward to when you get home, for example. My theory. But if it is unsolicited, generally, I would say universally, it is not considered a a, a titillating
0: stimulus. Okay, Jen. Okay, listeners. You heard the science men. Uh, Sriracha, you were going to say?
1: Oh, I was just going to say that my theory is that men's chimp brains are so stupid that they're like, uh, I like seeing boob pics. She'll like this. Without thinking about the fact that wieners are gross.
0: I do like seeing boob pics. That is true. <laughs> Gen- sci- gentlemen of science, what is what is hotter, pics of the boob or the butt? Scientifically speaking, of course.
1: Scientifically.
3: Um, there's a great uh, anime slash manga called Prison School mm. where there's an entire chapter. Mm. There's an entire chapter um, dedicated to answering this question, um, and the answer is the butt.
0: Interesting. Is it because the butt looks like boobs, but not all boobs look like butts?
4: I think it's the other way around. Yeah. I think it's that the boobs are an evolutionary distractor and a cheap imitation of the butt.
0: But the boobs give us nourishment and sustenance, gentlemen. Without the boobs, humanity may not have made it out of the caves. That's That's mostly an illusion.
3: Yeah, and humans um, are all animals. Number one priority is mating, and you can't mate with boobs.
1: (gasps) To be fair, you can't mate with a butt either.
3: Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's prox- proximal to where you can. Now, but- I
1: guess that's true. It's right <laughs> around the corner. I fucking guess
0: it's right around the corner <laughs> from Babytown. Whereas uh, yes. if you're up in Boobville, you got to take your spread. Get a picture
1: of an ass. You're like, oh yes, this is convenient. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, gentlemen, is it possible that that people prefer that some prefer boobs to butts? Some men, that is, because. uh. And cisgender men, of course, is what I mean. Uh, is it possible that because they have their own butts, and therefore they've seen plenty of butts, they haven't seen a lot of boobs? Does the fact that boobs are rare perhaps make them more appealing, valuable, scientifically? Hmm. Um, I can I can say
3: that the science has examined sort of this question and that like an hourglass frame Mm. is something that tends to be like the most attractive, um, you know, Uh, female frame. um, And generally, an hourglass frame is also accompanied by a larger bust size. Mm,
0: But an hourglass frame, of course, also has a larger butt size as well. Exactly. So this is now this is getting complicated. Gentlemen, what if I were to draw nipples on my butt that looked incredibly realistic? That's it. I'm going on. (laughs) Makes my butts also look like boobs. Could that perhaps be... The best of both worlds. Again, the Goldilocks zone, which is so important to life. Earth is a Goldilocks planet, Sriracha. Mm. I'm sorry, what? Earth is a Goldilocks planet. What not is- too hot, not too cold. Just like my penis size is just right. So, <laughs> what if what, what if a butt had boobs on it? What making if- it the best of both worlds.
1: What if a boobs had butts on it? Wait, what?
0: What? <laughs> I what guess- do you mean what if a boobs had butts on it
3: um, <laughs> um I, I i would pause to say it doesn't it wouldn't change anything but ninja you go first
4: this is what we like to call an empirical question indeed. i think we can we can start to investigate these these uh these experimental questions
0: Asterios, can you make a poll on twitter with this question indeed i will gentlemen i will Thank ask <laughs> if i were to draw boobs on my butt would you be more or less turned on than just seeing boobs or a butt? Because look, you put chocolate and peanut butter together—that's great. But sometimes, yeah, I don't know. You put uh you put a gold and, a, and an MP3 player together, and that's that's not always great. Like sometimes, t- t- two things are less than some of their parts. Saracha, so, what do you think? Gold and an MP3. What did you just say? Oh, here's what I want. <laughs> I want gold. I want gold. I also want MP3 players. But you dip your MP3 player in gold, it don't work no more. And now I've ruined all my gold. So now i fucked up both things.
1: I want water and cotton candy, but not together. That's
0: exactly right. (laughs) The
1: forbidden snack. (laughs) I want sometimes also to eat... Not drywall, but what's the pit? insulation?
0: Yeah, it Did looks you ever like see cotton those popcorn candy? ceilings, and you're like, I just wanted to uh, just scoop off a bit of that and dip it in some in some uh, in some uh, avocado.
1: No, but I do want to eat. asbestos, a nice, delicious asbestos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> asbestos would make your insides fireproof. I feel
1: like I'm on drugs.
0: <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> well, think. Wait, if okay, gentlemen, if you eat enough asbestos, can you become fireproof? No. <laughs> okay, see?
1: I mean, I guess you'd have to define fireproof.
0: <laughs> How would you define I mean, fireproof?
1: Fireproof. I mean, isn't your insides already mostly fireproof? In that, if you eat fire, you'll f- probably be fine.
0: That's true. But I'm looking for fireproof. Like, if a guy's got a flamethrower, I can run at him and I can go, sorry, buddy, I had my asbestos burger this morning. Punch.
1: But do you think the asbestos... Then I show him my
0: boob butt.
1: <laughs> but will, will the asbestos seep through your skin? Because if only your organs are fireproof, that's really not going to help you. <laughs> I
0: know. Look it. Look, it's... All I have right now is a scientific inkling. I haven't done my research.
1: The reason why the Moe Gap joke doesn't work is because Gap in Gap Year is first in the two. If you would have said, I'm having a... It is called
0: a a Gap Moe. I pronounced it wrong the second
1: time. No, no. I'm not saying that you pronounced it wrong. I'm saying Gap Year and Gap... It is Gap Moe?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Confirmation? Okay, then yes. it, it's you fucking it up.
0: I fucked up nothing. This guy's talking about gap moe. I go, oh gap moe, interesting. Ooh. I took a gap moe right after college.
1: That see, that's marginally
0: better. <laughs> yeah, you gotta sell it. <laughs> it's, so it's much still not a lot of good jokes. So you. so much of this <laughs> comes down to <laughs> Hmm. Okay, gentlemen, I believe I've wasted enough of your Saturdays. You need to return now to watching cartoon girls and putting robots inside ponies so that the ponies can go please no and try to get away because that's what turns you on. And you're like, you're not going anywhere, Fluttershy. Get back here. Thank you guys so, so much for taking the time to talk with me today to talk with Sriracha.
1: That I feel, I really do feel like I learned a lot.
0: I, I do, too. I feel smarter. I do. Yeah. Um, I also
3: want to, uh, I mean, I want to invite you both on a podcast that I'm eventually, that I'm starting um, called Podcast.Sex. You can look it up. The first episode on SoundCloud. We'll be a, a show. My mix tape. Yeah. Follow my mixtape.
0: We'll, <laughs> we'll be a show. i uh, fucking love to. It. It'd be fun. Me too.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so follow me on Twitter. Uh, follow <laughs> at Connor Leshner, C-O-N-N-O-R-L-E-S-H-N-E-R. Uh, Follow podcast underscore sex That's my podcast Twitter Mm. Um, And it was great uh, to be on here Thanks so much for having me Thank Thank you for for coming
0: Thanks for having us us. We love you guys We'll talk to you guys later Let me hang up Bye Uh, Have a good one Okay those two were jerking it the whole time Did you hear them?
1: (laughs) Wait are you guys the hair people?
0: (laughs) I think these might be the hair people Did I get bamboozled? (laughs) Oh my god
1: Again, it bamboozled into giving you a private hair (laughs) stream. Oh my god,
0: damn it! All right, we will be right back after this with the end of The Loudest Podcast. Welcome back to The Loudest Podcast. Uh, We're just on the way out here. I just realized this, though. I forgot to ask those scientists how to legally, safely distribute the Asterios Dokimora. I will connect with them offline. Hopefully by the time you're reading this, there will be a link to a link to a link to a link at patreon.com/slash Asterios. I'm gonna age gate this thing ten times. You might have to send me a picture of your driver's license, but this week you will be able to see the horrifyingly realistic Asterios furry sex pillow. I will figure it out offline. I am very scared but I will figure it out. But, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Sirecha, anything else you want to add? I hope you guys were intergaged. Yeah, I hope you found the world's first intergaging podcast both entertaining and engaging. This episode and all of our episodes were edited by Zwick. He's a fantastic editor and it's audio and it's video does production, does everything. If you want to hire him, get in touch with me, twitter.com, at Asterios, or just email me Asterios.Coconos at gmail.com uh, The outro music is by Tom from the Roast Mortem Podcast I'm going to be on an episode of the Roast Mortem Podcast in a couple of weeks, so keep an eye on my Twitter, and you'll be able to see it That's at Cast. And our intro is by Waterboy. We both love Waterboy, like well, Waterboy loves birds. You can um, you can hear his music at Waterboy.bandcamp.com, and that is spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I-B-B-I-A-B. I'm Mysterio's coconuts for Sriracha. Good night. Night.
3: patreon.com slash hysterios